me this morning. It's 8.41. Time to check in on your money and find out what Wall Street's doing to us this morning. Looks like kind of a sea change going on in the markets. Time to check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring and see what his take is on the matter. Philip, good morning. It's good to hear your voice this morning. Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today as we uh, head into, I guess, this is the first full week of February and um, not not much on the economic front today. And um, even stocks are a little slow getting started this morning. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're kind of sitting back and thinking. Yesterday, I was saying that it didn't look like the uh, traders were overly impressed with the uh, with the uh, Jay Paulson interview on 60 Minutes on Sunday night. And once the day was done and they actually started doing things with real money, that kind of emphasized it. 274 points down on the Dow yesterday. Standard & Poor's was down by 15. NASDAQ was only down by 31 yesterday. And as interest-sensitive as they are, it kind of backs up a thing that I, I kind of was saying before we went on the air. I'm kind of seeing this. we got a clearer picture out of Jay Paulson as to what the Fed's likely to do than we ever got out of press conferences and, heaven forbid, Greenspan doublespeak when we actually asked a question. I, I think the big investors have a clear path forward, and I'm just seeing them re, reallocating their funds based upon what they're seeing happening now. Well, and that could very well be, because what's really interesting, Dave, is even though the market was purely red yesterday, so was the VIX. The VIX was actually down yesterday, um, almost nine-tenths of a percent. So that that um, that volatility index on the S&P 500 uh, wasn't, uh, I thought maybe it'd be going the other direction, but but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a panic by any measure. It was like, okay, uh, we finally got a Fed chairman that talks English, which is... After living through Greenspan for all those years, really kind of a different concept. Uh, but you know, he basically said, okay, guys, look, there's almost no chance of an interest rate decrease in March. We probably will reduce interest rates sometime later on this year. But all of that three cuts, two percentage point cuts, and all of that stuff, it pretty much went out the window. And I cannot remember a time that a Federal Reserve Board chairman has been that clear in an interview with the financial press or with the consumer press. I mean, we kind of have a map forward. If Paulson gets his way, this is what it's going to look like, right? Uh, I think so. And I think a lot of that was really kind of parsed out in the minutes of the last meeting, um, which which caused a little bit of, of uh, uneasiness to the markets as well. But, hey, you know, it and I, I think it may be a good thing that they don't rush to cut interest rates, right? Because we're still seeing these inflationary numbers higher than what the Fed wants them to be and, and higher than what you and I think they should be. So I think that maybe holding on, even though there is that path, which should give everybody a little bit of certainty, um, but, but I think that March was too early to start thinking about cutting rates because we've not seen the relief we want to see when it comes to inflation. Uh, you, yeah, you, you and I have been saying that raising them again would be dumb at this point in time because the progress is being made, but overreacting in the other direction and saying, okay, they're going in the right direction, start cutting rates. Well, it could end up locking us, Pulse had said this, it could lo- end up locking us in at 3% inflation as far as the eye can see instead of the two they're looking for. 
Our Fed does not have a great international reputation of reacting productively, positively, and in the right timing for our economy. And to their defense, we've got an aircraft carrier for an economy. It's kind of hard to make a quick turn with it. But nevertheless, we've got a bad history of overreacting. And just for the first time in well, at least the eight or ten economic cycles that I'm familiar with, we actually seem to be reacting the right way and slowing things down to a crawl gradually. I, I'm tempted to take Paulson's word for what it's worth and support what he's saying, because what he's saying makes some sense at this point. Yeah, it does. You know, it, it really does. And, and I think I'm on board with that. And then we'll have to see what happens and what things look like in March as to whether we think you know, there's a possibility at the next meeting that maybe we get a little relief. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the relief doesn't come in the third and fourth quarter. I, that's been kind of my bet. And there was that that was the one thing he didn't say specifically, the win. He basically said not as many. And that was about it. But as you say, the VIX was actually kind of quiet yesterday. And if you look at the curves during the day, I mean, things basically you saw a dip at the beginning. And then as some reallocations took place, a little bit of a rise on the three major indexes, they kind of shifted their holdings. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see the overall indexes uh, climb back up into the levels they were at simply on the grounds that, you know, we're shifting stocks. We're not necessarily bailing out of them. Nobody seems to be predicting a crash here. Well, that, that's true. Absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, so. this, is, this is kind of strange, Philip. I'm the one wearing the rose-colored glasses this morning. It's normally <laughs> the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> oh. so, yeah, bunch, so. of company near, you know, bunch of company news coming out this morning. Two layoffs came across my ticker that the people at uh, Snap are laying off a pile of their workers. And there's another tech-based firm that's uh, doing some layoffs as well, right? Yeah, DocuSign came out this morning. And uh, basically said that they're laying off a pile of people, I think like 6% of their workforce, which is about 440 jobs. Now, what's disappointing to me is I was thinking that news would help them in the stock price, but it's not. Um, they're down uh, 5% this morning after being down 8.5% yesterday. So they're getting walloped uh, pretty big right now. And, uh, and that, some of that may be because interest rates are going back up, too, because I noticed that mortgage rates have gone back up over 7%. And so that could be part of it as well, because let's face it, DocuSign makes a lot of money off the mortgage business. And, and so that's, uh, that could be part of that issue as well. Oh, yeah, remote mortgage signings, it may not be their core. It might be their core, but it's not all of their business, but it's a pretty doggone big part of it. Closing on the sale of a home from uh, your dining room table is becoming trendy and convenient, isn't it? it? It is, it is. And even though Spotify laying off some folks, um, mm -hmm. they had a big increase in uh, premium subscriptions. Um, they, they've reached the point they got $236 million in the fourth quarter. Um, and wow. that beat analyst expectations. And so it's actually got them uh, trading up this morning, almost seven and three quarters percent. That's cool. Ba yeah. Back to DocuSign. I was, I, try, I was trying to, did they report? Did I miss did their not. report yesterday? Okay. Did, I, I, I have not seen anything where they reported. Now, they could have reported yesterday before the market, but that doesn't show up on my sheet anyway. All right. What else have we got in terms of reports that are coming out from the companies this morning and over last night? We've got quite a few. Um, let's look at Eli Lilly. Um, they reported and they came in at uh, $2.49 a share versus $2.22. They also uh, beat on revenue by 
almost a half a billion dollars, not quite, but but a pretty big beat for them. And uh, and so that's got uh, that's got them up four and three quarters percent. Now, a lot of that, that say, is um, based on their launch of their weight loss drug, uh, Zipbod. So uh, that uh, that's been a is a good deal for them and, and helping them out as well. I hadn't heard they're calling it Zipbod. Yep, Z E P B O U D. <laughs> okay. You like that? The name the names get more interesting with every passing day. <laughs> that one made me giggle. Isn't it? Lose weight, take Zipbod. Okay. <laughs> Is there somebody more serious to talk about? <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, we got UBS reported. Um, not such a good quarter. They had their second quarterly consecutive quarterly loss. Um, revenue uh, fell slightly below expectations. Um, they did increase their dividend, which is kind of counterintuitive to me as if they're losing money, but hey, it is what it is. Um, and they're going to go out and repurchase more stock in the second half of this year. So that's, uh, even though they had weaker than expected uh, earnings, JP Morgan actually reiterated their overweight rating for UBS. So that may be helping them out this morning. Um, their stock is uh, going down this morning. They're down almost four and a half percent. BP reported. Um, mm-hmm. Now BP, they uh, they had a pretty good quarter. They raised their dividend uh, by about ten percent from the same period last year, as well as uh, they announced uh, they've committed three point five billion dollars to share buybacks for the first half of this year. So uh, definitely trying to uh, keep their stock price uh, moving in the right direction. So that's got BP up about 5.4% this morning. Um, Cheaper gas isn't killing them, is it? Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Um, Then we had um, Chegg. Now, we've talked about them off and on, especially during COVID, because they are one of those uh, educational tech companies, and so they benefited from folks having to – homeschool, that kind of stuff. We're, you know, doing school from home. They, they kind of benefited from that during the COVID, but um, they had disappointed uh, guidance for this first quarter um, as we, as we look into where they are now. And so they're trading down about five and a half percent this morning. So that's kind of where we're standing right now, Dave. All righty. Well, back it up to the setting of the table from yesterday. Again, it was an off day yesterday as we, unloaded a bunch of stuff that evidently didn't match with Paulson's predictions and started trying to pour a couple little on other stuff. I don't know what it's doing to the future so far this morning. Do we have any green ink to talk about today? We have a tinge of, of green ink, Dave. It's actually, it was red when I first started looking, but it has switched to the green. Not by much, but hey, every little bit helps. The Dow is basically up $13, so you can imagine that's not much. Uh, the S&P 500 is up $6, and the NASDAQ 100 up two-tenths or $37 before we get traded this morning. On the commodity side, silver's uh, basically flat this morning. Uh, gold is up to uh, about a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil is uh, up almost seven-tenths of a percent to $73.26 a barrel right now, Dave. Well, poop, it was down in the $72 range yesterday morning. I was hoping it would stay there. <laughs> Overseas markets, the Asian rim was kind of herky-jerky overnight at the close this morning. The uh, mainland Chinese indexes actually went up substantially. 
Go figure that. Rest of the market was pretty flat at the mo- at the, at the uh, 6 a.m. close over in the Asian rim. Europe is generally looking at our futures and saying, oh, okay, it was anomaly yesterday. We'll keep trading. The indexes in Europe are generally a little under a half a percent up halfway through their trading day today. Keeping tabs on retirement funds takes an expert pair of eyes and, more importantly, a plan. How do I find you to get that plan going for my retirement, Philip? Yeah, that's why I developed the core retirement design to help people plan that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow, all right? All right, have a great day. Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. And folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope uh, your day goes well. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.